Yo, everybody. Remember that? Yo, everybody. It's our first radio show. Yeah, yeah, like like back two decades back in, ago. Back in 1999 or something. 1998. Yeah, yeah, remember the guy goes to me, he goes, five, four, three, <laughs> And then he goes like this, and I'm like, and what did I say? How did I say it? Well, because I, op- I always open the show, but one day I was out of the booth. I was doing something out in the o- outer office, and you were waving me in. And I would always open the show, and then he would count it down, and then you didn't know what to say, and you went, yo, everybody. <laughs> And that's why I use that, like on our podcast, when you you listen to the audio podcast later, I use that in our intro, and I actually have you doing it this time. Yeah. Uh, listen, you go, I, I, even when I did the radio show uh, here in Vegas a couple years ago on 1420 AM, I was always, always opening the show with, oh, everybody, what's going on? I know. Sorry, let, let's, let me get down to the particulars here. Yo, y'all, we are Old Minutes Sweats. I'm Barry D, and this is my buddy Tommy T, and this is our program. Three, two, one, action. Yo, everybody. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get it. This program is brought to you by our Cajun brothers at Boot Crew Media and uh, uh, Hornitos Tequila. Here's to the shot takers, the ones who, like us, believe nothing ever great happens if you don't take a chance because it's a shot worth taking. So do you got your Hornitos, Tommy? I just took a shot of my – I keep mine in my thermos. I keep it iced. Yeah. And, you know, I like saying Hornitos. I like saying it like Hornitos. Hornitos tequila. So I got mine here. All right, so here's to UT. All right, buddy. Old men as well. You're feeling better this week. Kind of. Kind of. I'm nice going here to dog. I feel a little better. Hornitos makes me feel good. And then I got something else I got to eat because I didn't have dinner yet. So I got to have a little dinner maybe here. But anyway, um, let's get right into it. Let's get with our sweaty hit list here. And we always start with the Raider wrap-up. Let's go ahead and, and talk about the Raiders from last week. This is great. Okay, so last year, Miami, uh, they beat the Raiders. They came into Allegiant Stadium. It was an empty Allegiant Stadium last year with no fans. And they beat the Raiders in one of the worst losses I've ever seen in years. And the Raiders had the ball. They were in field goal range. They had a choice of running the clock down to zero, or there, there was some decision that John Gruden had to make at the end of the game last year. Is a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, in Miami, so Miami beat the Raiders on a last-second victory when the Raiders blew it. So, so this year, same thing was happening. We're watching the game, and Miami's, Miami's up 14-0, and... What the heck? I can't. <laughs> That's the Raider theme song. I just had to throw that in. I love that John guy. Fisenda? That's John Yes, Fisenda, I had right? to throw I got to throw that in all the time. That's so classic. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there. But anyway. So, uh, so the – so the Raiders are playing Miami again this year, and it was the same thing. I mean, the the, the, Ra- the Miami jumped out to a 14-0 lead. They had Jacoby Brissett playing instead of Tua Tungavailoa, whom I don't think is very good. I, I, I thought that it, it was actually bad break for the Raiders that they weren't playing against Tua. I think he's worse mm. than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett okay. played a good game. They were up 14-0. Um, uh, David, David uh, Derek Carr threw a – Pick six, a terrible pick six. It was one of the few mistakes he's made this year. Guy returned to 85 yards or something like that, right? 
So then um, the Raiders come back and they score 25 consecutive points, right? But in the process of scoring those 25 consecutive points, of course, the kicker's got to miss an extra point. So it's an 11-point lead, not a 12-point lead. And of course, of course, <laughs> Miami somehow scores the last 11 points of the game to put it into overtime because the kicker misses an extra point. He's a great kicker. So the kicker who's been great and the quarterback who's been great, they made a couple of mistakes, and it cost them. They had to go into overtime. And so then the Raiders, they go down and they kick a field goal in overtime. Miami gets the ball. They go down and kick a field goal in overtime. And, and what happens during that is at some point the Raiders were committing defensive pass interference all over the field. There was one call where – Jacoby Brissett threw it into the end zone and Jonathan Abrams committed defensive pass interference, but the referees didn't call it. So Miami had to kick a field goal to tie it. And then of course the Raiders won the game. So it, it was the kind of game where I kept saying this Miami team will not quit. That's what I brought came away from that game more than the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are off to a three and zero start. It's fantastic. They haven't been playing perfect football, but the Miami just would not quit. And I love those teams. There's, that's the same way that Miami played last year. They would not quit, right? So now we got the Raiders. They're off to the best start that they could have had. They got two home games at Allegiant Stadium here, and they're both overtime. Game one against the Ravens, mm -hmm. where they won that game, lost that game, won that game, lost that game, and they won it again. Same thing with game three of the season. The next, the next home game is an overtime game where, again, they won it, lost it, won it, lost it. So this Raider team is going to be maddening this year. I don't think that there's going to be any easy games. I, I mean, they're, they're the kind of team where they could lose to the Jets. They, they don't – I don't know. They're a weird team. They're a good team, but they're a weird team, right? And this to? is the problem. They're a weird team. And in that division, it's so tough, that AFC West. Like, I don't know if you can be like them. They're like Jack, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, and that pass interference that won in the end zone, Those both those guys, they mugged the guy. They, yeah. they, they crushed the guy. And then they got up and complained. I didn't do yeah. nothing. I'm so sick of watching that. It's like you killed them. Oh, yeah. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Every call is a complaint. And I don't think that's right. But you know what? That was the pass interference in the fourth quarter yeah, where, you know, they did that. But that Jacoby Brissett, there was one point. I don't know if it was in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was the fourth quarter, but it was there was it was fourth and twenty. The game's over. All they got to do is stop him. It's fourth and twenty, <laughs> and he and, and he throws the ball over the middle yeah. across the batter to that tight end who yeah, looked like he had some blocks on his on his back. That guy couldn't even move. The guy we could run faster than that guy, and he actually caught it, and he got the first down. I couldn't believe it. of all the guys they got it to. That guy. Well, no, Mike Kosicki. He's a he's a you know, he's a top top rated tight end out of Penn State. I yeah, think. But, well, he played a good game. He he's a pretty quick tight end. But the it was the quarterback who made the play. They they rushed him. They flushed him out of the pocket. He runs forward. He runs up close to the line of scrimmage. Runs parallel to the line of scrimmage, and then he throws a perfect pass on fourth and twenty. Jacoby he's good. That guy's good. Colt screwed up not keeping him. Yeah, I like that guy. Good. He's good. You're right. He's good. He's very good. I don't know why. I don't know why New England got rid of him. I don't know why the Colts got rid of him. The guy's so tough. Bad. He's got the job for a few weeks because uh, Tungavai Low is out. 
And um, and I'll tell you, uh, Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, he's not in love with Tonga Vailoa. He's not. I mean, you know, they drafted him. No. But, but he doesn't think that Tua is the best. He benched him last year for Fitzpatrick a couple times. So, couple so times. you – so you think in that Dolphin game, you're more impressed with the Dolphins than the Raiders, but I think the Raiders gutted it out again. They showed a lot of guts again. You know, like, like it doesn't matter how you win. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Right. And, you know, that's what they're doing right now. They're just winning. And and I think those games, especially early in a season, build character. And I know people t- say that all the time, build character. But I think it does because I think when you get in those kind of games early, then later in the season – because it will happen later in the season. Those divisional games, those 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 second games at the end and stuff. It's good to like have that crunch time early that you succeeded. I think it's going to help them. Even though for fans like us watching the Raiders and everybody in Vegas, they're all like their hearts must be. Die- I mean, people must be in the emergency room yeah, like the next was, day. It was it was a painful game to watch. And like I said, I walked away from that game going just. Freaking Miami does not quit. Like they're, I, I would hate to play that team all the time. Yeah, they are tough. They are tough. But you're right though. The Raiders are three and zero. It's the best start possible, and they play three tough teams. I, I don't know if the Steelers are tough, but they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. They play three tough teams. So, and now they, now they have to go into LA on Monday night and play the Chargers, who just beat the Chiefs. So you're right. That AFC West. And the NFC West, they're easily the two best divisions in the NFL. It's murder row. It's murder row. Those those two divisions, ridiculous, man. Yeah, I watched watched the replay of the Chargers-Chiefs game yesterday, you know, because I try to watch as many games as possible during the Uh week, so, you know, we're informed. You know, uh, Mahomes isn't playing great football. He's still, I mean, he's still playing. He's still making a lot of great plays, but made some terrible turnovers. Uh, My buddy Hightower says that the reason Mahomes is playing badly is he's trying to compensate for a bad defense. And I, and I think that that's just excuse making and people do this when a quarterback is great and something doesn't go right, or he's not playing as well. They always say, Oh, it's the team. It's not the quarterback. It's the team. And it's the same thing. When a quarterback who's got the the reputation of not being an elite quarterback, when he's playing great, they always say, "Oh, um, yeah, the reason he's playing so well, it's the team around him." You know, they they've been saying that about Dak Prescott for years. He's got a lineman, but you know, I, I just like to call it as I see it. And I watched the game between Mahomes and Herbert. Herbert is a great quarterback. He's a great young quarterback. Mahomes is a great quarterback, but Mahomes didn't play well. He threw a couple of Terrible interceptions in that game. So spinning around for for this week for the Raiders with the Chargers, I hate to say it, but I think the Chargers are going to take them. I I, I just watching the Chargers against the Chiefs, you're right. Mahomes doesn't look his usual self, and I don't believe that thing either, that the defense is the problem and all that. But I think the Raiders going into, into L.A., even though I don't even know if that's a home field thing, the SoFi thing, I just think the Chargers are better right now. Then the Raiders, if the Raiders were home, I would maybe think maybe the Raiders could could step up. But I'll be surprised if they stop the Chargers. I'll be really surprised. I don't think I mean, so. Me too. The Raiders are, I mean, no, the Chargers are in L.A. They're playing at SoFi Stadium, of course, with the Rams. But they're a tenant. They, they pay rent, right? So, they're literally like the Clippers. They, like they, the Clippers. 
Yeah, they're like the Clippers. <laughs> but now the Clippers, but the Clippers have a, a, a you know the billionaire owner who's building his own stadium because yeah, he doesn't want to be a tenant. But here's the thing with the Chargers: the Chargers are going to play 17 road games this year. They don't have a home that's, game. They, they played their, they played against the Cowboys yeah, a couple weeks ago. They have more Cowboy fans there. The Chargers don't have a home field advantage, so yeah, that actually yeah. might work out in to their benefit because. They're just a tough, a mentally tough team. You know, they, they pulled that game out of Kansas City. They were up in that game. The Kansas City took the lead 21 to 17, and the Chargers came back. And then Kansas City took the lead again, and the Chargers came back. So they're a mentally tough team. They're, they want, they're in Kansas City. But to the Chargers, that doesn't seem like it should be a big deal this year. You know, they're, they're going home. Do you think? Do you think they gave? They should have gave some of the San Diego Charger fans from San Diego that had season tickets. Do you think they gave them a deal to to for LA tickets so they could no. drive up there and still be part of the team? No, I think that the Spanos That's family stupid. gave they gave the San Diego Chargers a big middle finger. They didn't. They they, they left that. They left that that city and they had a true home field advantage there. They they were loved there and they just went up. They went two hours up the freeway because it raised the value of their team. When you're playing in L.A., you suddenly the value of your team gets doubled or whatever it is. Who knows? I get it, I get it but I, I just think in San Diego, you know, they had a fan base. I know San Diego's on how many million people in San Diego? A couple million? Three, two, three yeah, million? They didn't have a stadium. They didn't have a stadium. That was no, the I know, but I'm just saying. And they, I so San, Diego wanted, San Diego wanted the Spanos family and the NFL to build a stadium. I, I get that, but once they left, I still think because it's close enough. I mean, the freeways in L.A., you can get anywhere in, 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 in like quick. It's like going back to the future. You get the DeLorean and you're back like quickly down the freeway right to where you got to go. And I just think they should have given the season ticket fans at least they should have gave him a deal at SoFi to keep that base, and they would have traveled to LA, and they would have and they would have went to those games. San Diego fans that I know, they hate the Chargers now. They're pissed. Yeah, I know. But if they did that for them, right? Yeah. At least yeah, showed know. some kind of olive branch to give to them. Yeah. I think those guys. I think it would have been a, a bonus for them, and I think the transition would have been better. Right now, those people are just watching the game at home, and and like you said, they're a visiting team now. The, the Dallas Cowboys roll into town, and they got more fans because they're a you know a national team. And here's the San Diego Chargers who moved up to L.A. right up the freeway, the five freeway, and there's nobody there. It's well, like they should have did something for them. But, buddy, some people say that the Raiders have more fans in L.A. than both the Chargers and the Rams. I believe LA that. is a Raiders town. I believe that. So, so it doesn't make any difference if the Raiders are playing the Rams. I think the Raiders still would have more fans. The Raiders are like the Cowboys and the Steelers. Yep. Yep. Those team, those three teams, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Cowboys, well, they have fans all over the country. The Raiders mostly the West Coast, but the Cowboys and Steelers, they're na they're national teams. They have fans yeah. all over the place. But the Raiders, yeah. I think the Raiders no, you're right about the, the Raiders because I went to a preseason game at Anaheim Stadium, L.A. Rams against the the Raiders. And it was so funny because the Ram fans were – they were lambs. They were lambs. They weren't Rams. They were lambs. Yeah, they were and the terrible. Raider fans were so into the game. It's a preseason game. I, I was just watching the Raider fans were just beating the crap out of the Ram fans. And the Ram fans were like, what are you doing? It's a preseason game. I want to yeah. go back to Anaheim Hills and Newport Beach and relax. And the, the Raider fans were so into it. And I knew after I watched that game, I go, the Rams aren't staying here. <laughs> they're not staying no. here. It's not going to happen. They stay no. here. 
So, all right. So, who do you like? Who do you like? Because we have to. I got. I, I like the Chargers, even though I want the Raiders to win yeah, it. I think it's going to be a tight game because I think uh, Josh Jacobs is coming back, and if Josh Josh Jacobs comes back, I think the Raiders can run their offense the way they like to run it because I think that the, I think that Jacobs is. Um, I think that you know. The Chiefs ran the ball. They ran the ball down, you know, the, the the Chargers' throat last week. And the Cowboys ran the ball down the Chargers' throat two weeks ago. The Raiders mm. can run the ball on the Chargers mm. if Jacobs is there. So I think that if Josh, Josh Jacobs is there and he's healthy and the Raiders can, you know, put a couple running backs in there, you know, they got the backup Kenyon Drake, and then they might have Jalen Richard back. So – They'll run the ball, and if they run the ball, they'll control the ball. So I think that game is going to go down to the wire. I think it's going to be like all the AFC West games this year. You think year. a kicker, a kicker at the end? Yeah, I think it's going to go right down to the wire, like they all do. So, so, you know, so, be a so great what's, game. Jacobs, what's Jacobs listed as on the injury report? Well, they say that he was uh, he was a full participant in practice today. Mm. So a full participant is a good sign. That's yeah, a good they, sign. I don't know. I don't know if they, they. I don't know if they label them questionable or, or probable yet. Full or participant doubtful. means he put on his jock strap and his pants and his shirt, and he may have went through the drills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. It, it means he wasn't <laughs> off to the side working with the trainers. Yeah. You know? With Bill Belichick, it's the guy that come out of the locker room is full participant. You know, yeah, like they, well, also what Bill Belichick <laughs> does with the injured list is he'll put all 53 guys on the injured list. I know, it's ridiculous. Okay, so you're, you may, um, you're kind of leaning Raiders. I'm leaning Chargers. Jacobs, if he plays, I still – you're right, it's closer, but I just like the Chargers at home. I don't want to bet against the Raiders. I don't want to play this game. I'm not playing – I want the Raiders to win. We're Las Vegas. I want the Raiders to win. This yeah. is going to be a gut check game. It's going to be a tough game. I wish the Raiders all the best. So now let's let's change gears and go to this yawner of a Thursday night football game. And I want to say something. Whoever the schedule guy is for the NFL Network – for Thursday night football, he should get fired, and we should be the schedule guy. Because right now, I only see one game so far. It's week four now, and here we are, and it is the Jags against the Bengals. I'm mean, I yeah. what are we going to talk about? I mean, what a joke! Well, the Thursday joke. night games are traditionally the worst joke. games of the year. We got lucky. The first game was Tampa Bay against the yeah. Cowboys, of course, and then um, and then the next the, the next week we had the Giants in Washington. That was a great game too. Yeah, so yeah. last two weeks we got the Texans and they got the Jaguars. Awful, just oh, awful. Terrible. Uh, the Jaguars. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Jacksonville at length uh, during Tommy T's take later. Oh I good. Got, I, got, I don't want to talk about this game at all right now. Yeah, like, I know there's nothing to talk about. The only thing I, only thing I, I would like oh. to say though is on the Bengals side, they they beat Pittsburgh last week in Pittsburgh. That they scored 24 yeah. points. That's the first time. They scored over 20 points in Pittsburgh in like 20 years. And the Bengals have you – now they drafted Jamar Chase, the former receiver for Joe Burrow at LSU. During the preseason, Jamar Chase was dropping everything. He was dropping all of his passes yeah. during the preseason games. And everyone, you know, of course they made a huge deal out of it because they make a big deal out of everything in the NFL. Yeah, it's so stupid. Jamar Chase didn't help matters when he tried to explain after the last preseason game, he tried to explain that – the ball in the NFL has no stripe on it, like in college. So he said that it's hard to it's hard to see the rotation. Oh, I didn't, and, you know what? That's say, actually interesting. It's interesting, yeah. And so he was he was kind of making excuse making an excuse for dropping so many passes in preseason. And then when he made that excuse, 
everyone just jumped on that and you made a big deal out of it. So what does Jamar do? He scores four touchdowns in the first three games. He made a catch down the left sideline on a go pattern. He he caught the ball. He caught the the, the back half of the ball. Like, like it was a perfect pass. It's ridiculous. In the end zone, the ball went over his head. He was running full speed. He reached. He got the ball. But he grabbed the back half of the ball. So he, and he pulled it in, touchdown. So he hasn't dropped anything once the season started. And let's face Which, it, preseason is timing. It's timing. These yeah. guys, like, they played together, right, at LSU. Yeah. But it's still timing. I mean, so people get all bent out of shape. I'm so sick of these he people. didn't play they last year. Season. It's timing. It's timing on these passy patterns and stuff. But he Come skipped on. the season last year, too. So he didn't play any football last year because he skipped as, as one of the COVID you know, he was a COVID casualty. He didn't want to play last year. So he skipped well, the season last year. Yeah, but also, what's-his-face was hurt? Yeah, no, but Jamar was still in college last year. No, I know, but Burrow, Burrow's didn't even play, right? He had his ACL thing. Yeah, he missed the, he missed the last part of the year. It was the last yeah. seven games, yeah. All right, yeah. so let these guys catch up. I mean, everybody's got to calm down a little bit sometimes. I'm not calm right now, so but I better I, I got to calm do down. I think that San Diego, San Diego's a good – they're a good team. I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, Jacksonville, they stink. So we'll get to them later. Let's go down to the Sunday sweat. Yeah, they stink. That Kalen, they got Caitlyn Jenner as quarterback. They, they suck. Yeah, you don't All right, him. so I let's like let's him. go. Let's go to the Sunday sweat. All right, the first game I want to talk about. I don't know if you want to talk about this game, but I want to go back to the NFC West. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the Rams and the Cars. I want to talk about those two teams. I like that game. I like that game. Action. There's action in that game. It's gonna be action. The Cardinals Rams. Yes. Yeah, that's the best game of the week. But again, it's the same thing as the Raiders and Chargers and the Rams and Cardinals. They're division games, the two best divisions, right? Those are the best games. The Raiders, the Raiders, Chargers Monday night, and the Rams, Cardinals are going to be a great game. Kyler Murray going against uh, Sean McVay and, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals are loaded with with uh, skill position players. They got wide uh-huh. receivers everywhere, right? Okay. The Raiders, I mean, the Rams got uh, wide receivers everywhere. It's going to be a great game. I I can't wait for that one. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so that I mean, I love that game. I I um I mean, you uh, you can't talk enough about that game. I mean, the two quarterbacks, the receivers in that game. You know the difference. The difference in that game, in that Rams Cards game, is the defense of the Rams. I mean, that's a difference. It's going to be the difference in that game because you know the Cardinals are suspect on D. They're, they're you know they're better than what they used to be, and I I think actually their offensive line is really good. I read somewhere that their offensive line, the Cardinals' offensive line, is fifth best against um, giving time. They give them uh, the most, the, almost the most as far as. Time in the NFL for the quarterback, the fifth best, which is good. But the Ray, the Rams actually have the fifth best at getting to the quarterback. Yeah. It's interesting. Sure. So well, – and But the, the, the Cardinals do have Chandler Jones. They got Chandler Jones. They got Isaiah Simmons. They yeah. got David Collins. So they got a lot yeah. of pass rushers. And they got they got Buda Baker in the yeah. defensive backfield. So the, they got some players back there now on defense. The Rams, of course, got the two famous guys, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. The Rams – yeah. I think you know. Listen, if you're if you're giving picks on your weekly, you know, pick them. You can't give a pick on the Rams and Cardinals, and you can't give a pick on the Chargers or the Raiders. There's no way to pick those games. Those are division games. Those are all good teams. You're not going to come out and say, "Oh, listen, take the Rams minus the points," or take the 
take the Chargers at home. There's no, there's no way. If anyone, if anyone comes out and says they got a pick for that game, there's no way. Well, you know what? Later on, I'm gonna have picks for those games because yeah, those are the exciting games, and I people want to watch those games well, and they like want to look because they're exciting. And I got, I got a way to bet those games. But anyway, I love the Rams game. Um, I think the Ram, the Rams are just a little better. They don't even really have their running game really anymore, but it doesn't matter. Did you watch Deshaun Jackson last week? My God. That guy's old. He's old because in football, you're old in your 30s. You know, we're old, regular old. We're not like dog years old. Those guys are like dog years old. That guy, did you see him just blow by the guy? It was like, yeah. what? Really? Not not even the touchdown pass, but the other one is he caught that one pass on the sideline. I could it was only like it. a 15 or 20-yard pass, and he turned up the sideline, and he was gone. <laughs> He ran down did, five. Did he go to Santa Monica uh, Community College for two no, years? He went to Cal. No, he went to Cal Berkeley. I thought he went two years to, and then he went to Cal Berkeley. He might have. He might have. He might have. He's from there. He's from the Cal. He loves it there. You know what? Beach, I think he's a Long Beach Poly guy. Oh, that's what he is. Long Beach Poly. Yeah, he's a Long yeah, Beach Poly guy. Poly you know guy, what? Yeah. Well, though, yeah, the tough teams are Long Beach Poly modern day, and uh, there's another team down in Orange County that's tough. Besides Westlake. Uh, up in uh, up north in LA, where Huggy well, Bears, Rancho, Rancho Santa Margarita, there are, there's a million teams. There's a million teams there. Yeah, you remember that Westlake school up north in uh, north of LA, that Westlake private school where Huggy Bears kid went. Huggy yeah, Bear, remember Huggy uh, Bear's yeah, kid went. That was Fuentes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his kid, his kid went to Notre Dame, played running back at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, he was a good college player. All too. right, so let's move on from the Rams card. It's, it's deniably probably the best game. Where do you want to go? You want to go um, a Seattle San Fran? Well, that's another division game. Those two teams are going to pound each other. They're going to they're going to kill each other, right? Yeah, I mean that game. That's a tough game, but Seattle looks suspect now. They don't well, look. Well, I don't know. After playing the Vikings, I watched it. I go, these guys aren't that good. Yeah, but I, buddy, you're underselling the Vikings. The Vikings should be three and zero. The Vikings are good. Their defense isn't great, but they're but the Vikings are a good team. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's tough going into Minnesota right now. In fact, in fact, the the Browns and the Vikings is one of my favorite games this week because mm-hmm. because um really Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins is playing at a at a crazy elite level, right? And and it's amazing because he's not vaccinated, so like they're going to get the call any day now that says, oh, excuse me, Kirk is positive. He's going to have to sit down for two weeks, right? But right now. He's playing his best football that he's played in the three or four years that he's with Minnesota. The Browns come in. They're an excellent team. You know, they got the running game with the two-headed yeah. running game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They got that great defense with Miles Garrett. I mean, they killed. They killed that kid. What's his name? They're Justin Fields. Oh, my God. They crushed him. They crushed him. That was, that was one of the worst offensive performances I've seen in years. Of course, leave it to the Bears. The Bears are awful. They They're suck. always awful. And also they got the best acting commercial actor quarterback in oh, the league. Great. I mean Baker they got the best the best commercial actor quarterback in the league, Baker Mayfield. Listen, the, Baker by, by Mayfield, far. if he throws out his arm this week, Forget if he it. tears the labrum in his shoulder and he can't play quarterback anymore in the NFL, he's fine. He's fine. He's gonna have a great acting career. They should put Baker Mayfield when he retires with Tony with um Tony Romo. Yeah, let them do a game. Great. Forget that you don't need the other guys. Al Michaels will be dead by then, so you don't need him. You don't need Joe Buck and these other guys. Or Jim Nance. 
Yeah, you don't need these guys. I know they want to have a play-by-play -play and a color commentary. Just let, just let Baker Mayfield, Garrett, I, I swear to God, Baker Mayfield and Tony Romo would be the best ever together. You know, you're right, man. Just get two guys to talk about the game. You don't have to have someone set it up. So we got 39 oh. at the 32-yard line. And uh, okay, bit Stafford. Stafford's in the shotgun. He's got two guys split right. We don't need that. Well, you know what's funny? They still do it like there's no TV. They still do it like like, like, like uh, don't get me wrong. Vince Scully, as far as painting a picture in any sport, and Keith Jackson, uh, unbelievable painting a picture. You could close your eyes and not even watch the TV yeah. or just listen audio-wise and see what was going on. But in the way the world we, we live now, you know, they, they still do this thing like they think they have to do this play-by-play. -play. And I remember before when we were kids – it was weird. Like we'd watch the game, and you remember when you watched the game and they didn't have the arrow on the, each side of the field. Yeah, and you had yeah. to wonder where they were. Yeah, and you had to wonder. You were, you were like, where are they? Are yeah. they on my thirty or the yep. other team's thirty? Yeah, it would take a minute. Kids, before, yeah. kids don't yeah. know this. We used to sit there and struggle watching a football game and wondering. Very side of the field they are. We used to watch a game for 10 minutes sometimes before we knew what the score was. Yeah, we didn't know they, didn't, they didn't show the score until they go oh. to commercial. We, <laughs> we, we, like, we would come in the middle of a game. Who's winning? I don't know. Who's winning? We'd watch the game for like five or 10 minutes. And if they go to a commercial, then they'd show the score. Be like, they oh showed us well, because they used to show the scoreboard. They had to yeah. shoot the scoreboard to show the score. Yeah. But I, I have to say, again, Baker, Mayfield, Romo, you put them together, they have to stop this nonsense that they need to do play-by-play -play because there's so much graphics now, field goal line, first down line, the arrows so you know yeah. what side of the You're field right. they're on. I know if it's first. And, I mean, I don't need to know any of that. But anyway, right. uh, we learned a little off subject. But San Francisco-Seattle, I like that game. It's an important game for both teams. But I don't think uh, I think San Fran's going to take them no matter what. I just think well, Seattle, I San think Fran's Seattle better. Won. Seattle's won most of the games recently. Like, it don't matter. Most of them. Okay. It don't matter. Jimmy well, listen, G. Listen, actually I just want to. I just want to run down. I want to run down the terrible games this week. This is not a great week. We got the we got today's game: the Jaguars and the Bengals. Off. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, the, the, the Panthers, Cowboys, and the Giants, Saints. I don't think those are going to be terrible games. Uh, the, the, the Washington and the Falcons, awful. Lions uh, and Bears, awful. Awful. T Titans and wait the a minute, Jets, Wait a minute. Awful. Lions and Bears, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got the Chiefs going to go into Philly and play the Eagles. That's not going to be a good game. We got, okay, the late games now. We got the late games. You got the Seahawks and Niners, great game. The yep. Ravens, Broncos will be a tough game. And then the Steelers at the Packers. That that'll be a good game. That's a and late the Ram Card and the Ram Cardinals is at four o'clock. You know, and then the late game is the Sunday night game is of course the the game of the week was Tampa Bay and New England. And I got to <laughs> tell you, buddy, I, I don't know. I guess it's me. I guess it's just me. But I could care less about Tom Brady going back to New England and playing Belichick. That doesn't. That I don't care. I I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know why I don't care. Everyone else is talking about it like it's the greatest thing the most important game of the year. As far as I'm concerned, Tom Brady already gave Belichick the fist last year when he won the Super Bowl, and Belichick didn't make the playoffs. Right? Yeah, there he is. Who there Are you Tom talking Brady. about me? There he is. Are you talking about me, Tommy T? Yes. Barry. I'm TB12, and I'm going back to New England to get clam chowder, lobster rolls, and beat the crap out of Bill Belichick. I'm going to take him and his sweatshirts down, and I'm going to take his wife. 
His wife would rather be with me. Look at my wife. Look at him. Look at me. I'm going back in to show everyone there that I am TB12. Well, let me ask you a quick question, TB12. You, you don't even eat uh, lobster and lobster bisque and clam chowder. You don't even eat lobster roll. You don't eat that stuff. So what are you talking I'll about? I'll order it like I order Subway subs with bread. I do the commercial for them, but I don't eat it. Yeah. I'll go to the restaurant and order it because they'll give me money to order it. I will eat lobster roll with no bread and no butter. Okay. It's a high source of protein. Okay. Very good, buddy. Okay. He, he doesn't like you. You 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 know you interviewed him the first show, and he's still mad at you about your interview with him because you kept asking the... him about other people and not no. him. No, I was I asked him about I asked him about deflating the footballs, and I asked him did they mm -hmm. is there any video of you with a football between your knees with a with a pressure gauge? I don't think he deflated the footballs. I'm I'm a big Tom Brady supporter. I, I don't think that Tom Brady gives gives a damn about going into New England and beating Belichick. They're gonna beat Belichick. They're they're they're, good. they're not gonna lose to that Mac. What is this, Mac Jones? I keep wanting to call him Mac Davis, the the, the old country music singer. Oh. He played, he played, uh, That's good. Well, he looks. He's a. He's, it wasn't Matt. Wasn't that Mac Jones? Mac Mac Jones, a Southern guy. He was a Southern man Matt, with a no, Southern Mac draw. Davis, Mac Davis played. The quarterback on the famous movie in the 1970s called North Dallas 40. He played the quarterback, and Nick Nolte yep. played his wide receiver. Mac Davis doesn't have an ounce of athletic ability in his entire no. body, and they actually had him playing quarterback. I don't think he could throw the ball like 10 yards. Why didn't Burt Reynolds play that role? Well, who knows? Maybe they offered it to him. Who knows? He probably didn't. They probably didn't give him enough money. But I'll tell you one thing Nick Nolte didn't have to do. And Nick Nolte is an unbelievable character actor. And a lot of you young kids, you don't even know who Nick Nolte is. But way, way back when Nick Nolte was starting his career, I would watch a TV series on, on our five channels. You would have five channels back in the day. And it was called Rich Man, Poor Man. Oh, and he great. was... And he was on there, and he was a character actor. But I know one thing of that North Dallas 40. He didn't have to do too much character acting because I think his body was beat to crap when he did that show. He was he was beat up. Yeah, but he was like, still he did, young, though. He, it was yeah, in the but, 70s. But, but back then, you know, you would just tear an ACL, like, at the bar. Like, standing at the bar, getting a drink, you fall down, you tear an ACL. No one was in the shape they were now. I mean, so Nick Nolte was, you know, he, he was all bruised up, I think, just initially. Like, he yeah. just was. And he played that character fantastically. But let's, let's go. Let's go. I want to ask you one thing. We're talking, I wanna, we're talking about the Pats and the Bucks. So there's not really much more to talk about with that game. It, it is what it is. It, it's baloney. It's just a setup. It's yeah. an eminence front. Yeah. It's an eminence front, as who it's would a say. It's a, it's a put on. It's a put on. So whatever happens, I mean, we may come back to it on our picks. But now we need to move forward, and we need to move to our new segment, our new hot segment, that soon will be sponsored by some medical group. Because I know they're going to come knocking on the door. They're going to go, this is an unbelievable segment, and we love it that you're talking about these things because this is what happens. Like Tom and I talk sports. And right now we talk NFL. It's the NFL. That's the season, right? But life is life, and other things happen in between, right? So now our new segment, we're going to talk the Doogie Hauser MD segment. And, Tommy, I know that you had some scenarios with your, your heart thing, 
and yeah. I want you to share well, with everybody we, what's uh, going on. After last week's show, uh, f- eight o'clock Friday morning, I was at the uh, cardiologist office. That was my scheduled appointment because I had all these tests over the summer. And uh, one of them was I had to wear that heart monitor for seven days where I had the, I had the, you know, whatever. I had the electrodes. I had the three electrodes on my, on my chest and it was recording mm. my heart. And I had to, you know, I had to wear it for seven days straight. The only time I had, to, I could take it off is when I took a shower or went in a pool. So I wore it like basically at least 23 hours a day. I wore it at night to sleep. I wore it all day long. I, you know, I, I didn't wear it during my workouts. I took it off during my workouts. Mm-hmm. So, which I don't know if that was a good idea. Cause that's well, probably when I your heart told, would go crazy. I told the doctor, the doctor knew that I, I do the, I do the boot camps and the Pilates and the yoga in those heated rooms. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't have stayed on anyway. I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV, but I probably would have told you to keep it on during the workouts, but continue. Well, it wouldn't have stayed on like, like, like as I'm working out, it would have just fallen off because I'm soaking wet. So it it was a moot point. Like when I work out, it's like I jump in the pool. So I went there on uh, Friday morning and he had all my tests. Oh, I did the ultrasound too, which is the same thing as when my wife was pregnant with our, my babies. And you go in there to see the babies with the ultrasound, mm-hmm. and they, you could see the babies. Only they do it with your heart, so you could see the screen and you could see them moving the thing over, and you could see all the different parts of your heart, you know. And I could see it mm-hmm. on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you know, I did that. You know, I did all these tests, and I so I finally met with the doctor, and he went. He came in, and he he did all. He he went through all the tests. He said, "Hey, the ultrasound looks normal." Yeah. He went through the, the heart monitor. He went mm-hmm. through, you know, um, blood pressure, my weight, everything's good. Wow. All of my blood was, all the blood work was good. Mm-hmm. And he said to me at the end, he said, listen, he goes, I don't, um, I don't say this to my patients. I don't ever say this to my patients. Mm-hmm. But he said, um, he said, I want you to get out of my office and I don't ever want you to come back. So he like, I heard that line before. That's a, that's a setup line by a doctor. I've heard that before. I, I've never heard. I mean, everyone else in the office is like 80 years old and they could barely make it when they call them from the waiting room. Like they're all in walkers. And I mean, you know, it's a cardiologist office. Everyone's like a hundred pounds overweight and they're all, you know, they're all, they all got a heart doctor. And here's so, you. And here's you. The best so guy, the most in shape freaking guy in the heart doctor office. I, so Yeah, but so he comes in, he runs through all the tests, and he told me, get out of here. He said, get out of here and don't come back. And I, so when I, I had to go I had to go past the reception with my paperwork, and you know, I had to check out. And I told the lady at the desk, I said, uh, he told me to get out of here and, don't, and not come back. And she said, uh-huh. what? And I, I said, well, that's what he said. And she goes, well, I still have to release you. So I gave her my paperwork. And then she was looking for the, the note and the file. I guess he didn't complete my file yet in the minute that I was walking out of the office. And she said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to take your word for it. We don't have another appointment for you. And I said, yeah, I'm done. So I left. I'm done. Yeah, but you know what you should have said? Well, your wife wouldn't appreciate this, but you could have had a good line. You could have said, but if you need me, you got my phone number, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, and maybe she go, what do you mean? Well, you know, if you need me, maybe you need, you know, maybe I, I need like a, an outpatient appointment yeah. and you need to check my heart. But you know what? You're, you're, so you're okay now, right? Every, everything. Well, I mean, I mean, I was always okay. I was just having that one problem. And, uh, and he said that the heart monitor just says that you have some extra heartbeats. He said, that's not really an issue. He said, there's really nothing, there's nothing to, I mean, there's a, really no, no other test I could take right now. And like I said, through the whole thing, I've been doing all those crazy workouts. You know, I'm tonight after after this show, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do the boot camp at 7:30, where you know that, that's ridiculous class for an hour. So yeah, so we're good. Everything's good. 
This is you. This is you. Hang on. This is you. Million dollar man. Yeah, this is you. Watch and watch, listen to the sounds of the heart. This is you. <laughs> That's you. You're the six million dollar man. They're gonna. They, they can rebuild you. They're gonna rebuild you one day. They're gonna take your heart. They're gonna rebuild you. Listen, how about real quickly, let's let, 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 let me give you my take for the week because you came up. With wait, wait, are, are we moving on? You're doing yeah. we're moving on. Yeah, let's move on. to. Tom but wait a minute. Let me do play by play. So now we're we're the we're we're at the 50 yard line and it's third and, 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 and 10 and it's Tommy T's take. Look how stupid that was. See? Yeah. So yes. I I first of all, before I get to Tommy T's take, I want to talk about Joe Judge. I said last week, the conservative Joe Judge, who blew that oh. game against Washington, last week he had fourth and four on the Atlanta 39-yard line, and he punted. He punted. Fourth and four on the Atlanta 39-yard line, and he punted. So ridiculous. Of course, of course the, the Giants lost. But here's my take this week, buddy. It, 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 this game kind of – today's game kind of brought it on because Urban Meyer is playing – against Cincinnati and Urban Meyer now is his first year as an NFL coach. And I think that when these college coaches come into the NFL, they usually suck. And yeah. the main reason that they usually suck is because Urban Meyer just spent, what is it, the last 10 or 12 years coaching at Florida and coaching at Ohio State. And he got the best players in the country, like without a doubt. The best players in the country, they go to Florida, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU. Like they go to the same places or Miami of Florida, right? They go to the same places. So these coaches, like Urban Meyer's been, he's been coaching for years at Ohio State. He's been coaching against Indiana and Northwestern and Minnesota. And, and then sometimes he plays like he plays Akron or he plays Youngstown State. He plays like the Zips, you know, right? The Akron Zips. Yeah, the Akron Zips, yeah. or he plays Slippery Rock. So he plays all these teams that don't have any talent that he has, and he wins all these games. He lost like 10 games over 10 years or whatever it is. And then he comes into the NFL, and he's got just the opposite. He's got the worst players in the league. It's terrible. He's got, he's got a terrible team. And, you know, so he comes in, and they're like, Urban Myers is a great college coach, and they stink. Nick Saban came from LSU. Nick Saban won. Before he went to Bama, he won a national championship at LSU. He had the best players in the country. He goes to Miami, and he ended up having Jay Fiedler and Dante Culpepper as his quarterback, and they sucked. And the other, the other, guy, is, the other guy is this. Even Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's a college coach. And yep. Jimmy Johnson's a Hall of Fame coach now. He's regarded as one of the greatest coaches ever. Jimmy Johnson sucked when he went to the NFL. They were one and fifteen with the Cowboys, and the next year they were seven and nine, and then they were nine and seven. Jimmy Johnson coached; he coached like nine years in the NFL. He coached four years with Miami, and they they were terrible. Like people don't realize, besides the two years that Jimmy Johnson won the Super Bowl, every other year he wasn't any good. When Miami he coached in the playoffs, I think Miami gave up like sixty points in a playoff game. 
when Jimmy Johnson was their coach. I think Jacksonville scored like 50 or 60 points against Jimmy Johnson in the NFL. And the Jimmy only Johnson, reason he won those Super Bowls because the Vikings gave it to him. They gave yeah, him because, everything. Well, I was, I, you're right. And I was thinking, like, maybe can Urban Meyer find a Mike Lynn, a GM, where he can give him 10 draft picks for one player? No, that's never going to happen again. Jimmy Johnson won two championships, and so he's a Hall of Fame coach, and that's legit. But he still went to the NFL and still had the worst players, and he sucked. These college coaches that come, you know, from these, you know, when they come, like, when they get in, and you, and when you end up with the worst players, you never win. You this, I, So I don't know why they make such a big deal out of getting Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer can bring the 50 best players – with him to Jacksonville, then yeah, that's great. Get Urban Meyer. That's awesome. But he, they don't have that. You got he's got he's got Trevor Lawrence, uh, who's a, who's a good quarterback, yeah, yeah. but he looks like a terrible quarterback. Because oh my god, the other team. You know, you know, it's it's here's an analogy of what you were saying. It was a really good take, and it's it's true. It's 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 spot on. I don't know if it's there's an issue here because it's it's two different. Um, 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 things to coach. It's it's weird. It's different to coach a kid than to coach a, a, no, a actual it's not, man. No, there's no difference, Barry. The only difference is you're coaching the best players against bad players in college, and in the NFL, you're coaching bad players against the best players. There's no there's no difference. People so, say people say um, well, right now you're coaching men. It's their business. It's their job. That's a bunch of bull. It's their job at Ohio State too. It ain't nobody going to school in Ohio State. Nobody cares about their classes at Ohio State. That's it, it, it's ridiculous. Those guys are all getting paid at Ohio State. Everybody knows it. So, yeah, they're all taking basket weaving 101. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not coaching kids. And, and, and the other thing is, the other thing is, Urban Meyer comes into this scene with such an ego as evidenced by one of his first hires was he hired the strength and conditioning coach the former guy from the University of Iowa who coached there for 20 years at Iowa, he hired this guy named Chris Doyle. And Chris Doyle came with this reputation of being a racist. He lost his job at Iowa for being a racist. Really? So Urban Meyer comes in and he hires him. And oh. immediately there was a backlash. So Urban Meyer has like an impromptu press conference and he tells the press, listen, I vetted him. I vetted him thoroughly. I'm sure that he's the right guy for this. Who the hell are you? You vetted him. But let me ask you something about was it um fellow Roman Tom Mizinski, the strength and conditioning coach at Jacksonville? No, he hired Chris Doyle. He but hired, it, he hired this guy Chris there? Doyle, and he had to fire him like 48 hours later. But my question is, was it Mizinski, no, Tom Mizinski? No, but that, that's not the point, though. The point is you're missing the point. Yeah. The point is, is that his ego was so gigantic – that he he went and hired a guy that was persona non grata, like no one was going to hire Chris Doyle. So he hires him, and he says, no, I vetted him. He's good. He got so much backlash, he had to fire him the next day. That, that's, that's the kind of ego that Urban Meyer comes into the league with. That, that's not going to work. So It's not going to work, no. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's very similar. Like Urban Meyer comes in, he's got the best of the best in college, comes in, he's got the worst of the worst. It's kind of similar to like, say, Robert De Niro. He just can't get an acting part anymore in in the in the Hollywood business, and he moves to Rome, New York, and he has to do plays at the Rome Community Art Center, and he's there trying to act with these hacks, 
and he's trying to do his thing with these people. I mean, it would it's the same thing. It's kind of like it, it, it's the you get the worst. It's going to be the worst. It's just this is what yeah. it is. So you are who you hang around. You are who you work with. Yeah. You know, so like, that's you know I know that Pete Carroll came from USC and Pete Carroll's had a good run at, at Seattle. So it's not true for everyone. You know sometimes these coaches they end up in a good situation, but most of the time. When you're getting a guy from, you know, like now the, the other guys from Oklahoma, this guy Lincoln Riley, now he's mm-hmm. going to get a head coaching job. Maybe Chicago Bears hire him next year after they fire Matt Nagy. Well, when Lincoln Riley shows up in Chicago, he's not going to have the best players in, in a crappy conference. No. He's going to have lousy players. He's going to so, okay. do a lousy job. So I want to ask you one more thing about this on your, on your take here. I get where you're going. I want to ask you something. Can you name one or two coaches – who, well, I guess it is come out of college because that's what you're talking about, but that took really terrible scenarios that they should never have, have turned it around and turned it around. Who would be the your top? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson did an amazing turnaround because that team was terrible. So terrible. He, did, he did the best turnaround that you're ever going to see. You know, Man, I, I mean, he really did. He, he did a great turnaround. I don't know, like Sanford, like Bill Walsh back in the 70s, the late 70s, he took over the mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers yep. and he drafted Joe Montana in the third round and then he had a decade of, of Super Bowl and playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, it can be done. But these are coaches that were like, like Bill Walsh was an assistant coach in the NFL for years, right? So he, you know, I mean, you know, so I mean, it was a little bit different thing. He didn't come in with a big name. Ego, yeah. Yeah. How about Chuck so Noll? Nick, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, they come in like stars. Even now, if, if Nick Saban left Alabama and he shows yeah. up, I don't know, if he shows up in, in, uh, you know, in Tennessee or, or he shows up in Indianapolis, what do you think he's going to do? He's not going to go 15 and one or 15 and two. At Alabama, he's got all the best players. So I, I understand that you want a name for your team. Like I understand Jacksonville yeah, wants, yeah, but you know they want gravitas, they want status, they want you know. Well, you're not getting Ohio State's players. You're getting the coach <laughs> who's coaching against a big deal. And look what they're they're zero and three. They're not any good. Yeah, they're not going to be any good. But Urban Meyer is going to lose more games this year than he did as an entire career at Ohio State. He's gonna he's gonna lose fifteen games. How long was his contract for? I don't know. I four or five years. I think. I think it's one of the you know standard. They're already asking him if he's gonna go back to USC and take the USC job. He says, <laughs> "No, I'm not taking it." But I'm telling you right now, buddy. If he goes zero and twelve, he's gonna go. Man, USC is looking good to me. Yeah. I'm oh yeah. Go, I mean, he's the like, palm trees. Go out there. That's the you know that's a primo primo job. The yeah. other guy, I think you forgot. Um, was Chuck Knoll? Didn't Chuck Knoll take the Steelers from nothing? Yeah, nothing, nothing. They were nothing. They're, they're terrible, well, right? Tom Landry, Tom Landry, his first year in Dallas, they were an expansion yeah. team. They were o o eleven and one. He didn't even win a game. He didn't win a game. But these guys weren't college gurus. Like, no, they, like were, they were NFL guys. They were assistant yeah. coaches in the NFL, and yeah, and, and so what does that tell you? Now, like, like you know, um, I. I don't know. Like, I, there's not really a big turnaround. You know, it, it's funny, but the same teams, the same teams that are good, they're good every year. Usually, you know, the Steelers, mm-hmm. Green Bay, you know, usually the same teams that are always good. 
You know? But so what does this tell you? Because we just went through like a, a one hand of coaches that were assistants and moved their way up that took crappy teams and made them something. And then everyone's so enamored now with this college thing. Like, what does it tell you? Is it better just to go within? They always say hire within and hire a guy who's upcoming assistant or offensive lineman coach or I don't get it. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's a hit and miss. You know, most of most of the coaching hires are not the famous college coaches. They're not. So, yeah, but it, it's just not a slam dunk when Urban Meyer shows up at Jacksonville. No. And they're like, oh, we got a great coach. It doesn't mean anything. That That's the whole thing. It just doesn't. And you're, and you're not going to like what I say here, but I don't know. I Because I, I, I'm so old school, but I see these quarterbacks, too, come in. And I'm sorry. But but they're not that fantastic. Like I don't even even know how to say it. Like Trevor they're Lawrence not. is the best quarterback. Really? I mean, I'm not saying I know he needs a team in front of him, but I don't know. It's just weird. Like I I think these yeah. guys are overhyped. He's not, overhyped. Yeah, they are. J- Justin Fields was terrible. Oh. Terrible. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence was terrible. Like the, the Zach Zach Wilson is that his name? Zach Wilson for the Jets? Oh, he's lousy, like, terrible. And I know that they got to play. I I get it. They got to play. You know, but they're not ready. They're not no. ready to play. They're not doing a good job. They're doing a bad job. And you know what that tells you though, buddy? There's not enough quarterbacks to go around. It, 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 no, it's there always isn't. been the case. There's not enough good quarterbacks even now. What are there? Is there 15 good quarterbacks in the NFL? I mean, you can't, you know, is there 15? I don't know. Like the guys that we're just mentioning, none of them are any good. None of them, right? So, I mean, do you want Fitzpatrick as your quarterback? Do you want Taylor Heineke as your quarterback? Do you want that guy Jalen Hurts as your quarterback? There's 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 not there's not 30 good quarterbacks in the world. Yeah, so Hurts you, you, Hurts you, you, had you, a coming to God experience. Yeah, week. he's not any good, you know. And Ooh. and I mean, do you want Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback now? No. Like most of the guys, I could rattle off fifteen guys that you don't want. You don't want Andy Dalton. You nope. don't. I mean, you don't want these guys. You don't want Tyrod Taylor. Nope. There's a lot of guys playing right now that you just don't want as your quarterback. So that's why you get these young kids that are supposed to be super talented, and you play them, and they're terrible. So you know, hopefully it, 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 it's wild. watching Zach Wilson, I really feel frustrated for him. But you know, he looked he looked like it's overtime. It's overtime for the old men of sweat. Um, Zach Wilson looked like the hungover frat guy playing in the in the in the in you know in the in the lawn in between the commons flag football. He looked like the he looked terrible. He looked like the guy, you know, they woke up after the big party at the frat house, and he's the quarterback for flag football, and he just like, throwing it, throwing it, throwing yeah. it, throwing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and, of course, we can make excuses for them and say, well, they don't have a good team, they don't have a good line, they don't have this. You're, you're right, they don't, but they're still bad. <laughs> they're still lousy. Sorry, they're still bad. They really are. So let's 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 switch gears. That was a good take, and I I, I get where you're going. I completely agree with you too, because I think this college hype of the quarterbacks and the coaches scenario of them coming to the NFL, I think it's it, it's a little too much. And I think yeah. there's a lot of coaches that are in the league that should be looked at before some of these guys. I don't. But I, I, but I understand the enemy. The hype how, how and the Eric the enemy. You, you know the the oh, yeah. coordinator. Give that guy a job. What's that? Give him a job. Yeah. Give him a How come he doesn't get one of these jobs? You know, I mean, what are you waiting for? 
Like, who's waiting? What are you waiting for? Well, how come last year it didn't happen? What are you waiting for? Like, what's your – I don't even understand what they're waiting for. With him, that's really messed up. But anyway, let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Yeah, move it on. And let's go to Costanza Cash. Now, yeah. everybody out there, this is our sports betting NFL pick segment. We call it Costanza Cash, which is after our hero, George Costanza. George Costanza's motto in life was do the opposite of him and everything will be fantastic. So last week, I think George Costanza for us actually came through. I think I picked eight games and I think I was three and five. So yeah. if you did opposite, you got five, you were five wins yeah, and three losses. I, I, I was I was two and one. I had to under on Miami. I mean, uh, um, oh. Philadelphia and Dallas, and it went way over. I had the under on that game. I don't know why. I thought that game was going to be under. Yeah, I, I did terrible. I came down to earth, and if you bet the George Costanza method on me, you made money. If you bet Tommy, you you made money with Tommy. So what do you got this week, well, buddy? I got I got this is uh this is bounce back Thursday. So I'm picking, I'm picking some bounce back teams. The Giants are 0 and 3, and they're going down to New Orleans, and they're playing, they're playing, uh, they're playing the Saints with uh, Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston's had two good games and one bad game. So the Saints are two and one. The Giants are getting seven points. Mm. I'm taking, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Giants and the seven points. The Saints are still going to win that game probably. The Giants are going to lose a close game. So I'm really? my my first bounce back game. My next bounce back game is going to be the Steelers. I'm not a Steelers guy. I don't think the Steelers are very good. Uh, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger is awful, like just awful, terrible, like terrible quarterback right now. But he's going to summons up like one last great performance. The Steelers are going to uh, the, the the Steelers are getting six and a half points. Sum it up. <laughs> They're getting six and a half points. And Roethlisberger's going to, like, yeah, I don't know, throw back the clock. One game, he's going to have a decent game. They got that Najee Harris, who's pretty good, good running back. Steelers are going to play the Packers tough or upset the Packers in Green Bay. I don't think oh. the Packers are that good. I don't know why. But I, I got the Steelers upsetting the Packers or close game, losing a close game. So I like the Steelers with the points. I like the Giants with the points. Wow. This is bounce back. Uh, this is bounce back Thursday, right? And then the last bounce back game is the Eagles were completely an annihilated and embarrassed by the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. The Eagles are going to bounce back and they're going to play their best game against the Chiefs. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving seven in Philly. But the Eagles are going to play a better game. They're going to play a much better game. So – the Eagles are going to lose wow. by six and a half. They're going to lose by six. How are they going to lose by six and a half? I like that. They're going to lose by six and a half. I think the Eagles so you, are going to score. I think the Eagles are going to score a lot of points this week. They're not uh -huh. going to stop KC, but they're no. going to score a lot of points. That's so funny. So you you usually go three. So you people out there in TV land, Tommy always picks three games. But Barry D goes deep. I go break the bank parlays. I go eight teams deep. I like that. I go, I go eight teams deep. So for all you people that got to go to the piggy bank and crack the piggy bank and get your coins out and stuff, you can go AT parlay with me and you can maybe make some cash. So this is what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go the 18 parlay. And you can also take these and flat bet them, straight bet them. You can do a 14 parlay, split it up and go eight, whichever way you want to do it. But these are my picks. All right. 
I'm going to take the Rams over. Kansas City over. LA Chargers over. And the San Fran 49ers over. All four of those overs are going to hit. And if you want to parlay those on a four-teamer, you can. All four of those are going to hit. You don't got to worry about the team. I like that. And now, if you want to go crazy, and you're like, I'm going to take a a more of a chance on this, and I'm going to break the bank. You break the bank 18 parlay is you take those four totals, all those four overs, and you add Kansas City minus seven. I think there's seven and a half. You got to buy the half a point. The Rams minus, are they four and a half now? Yeah, I thought it was four. Oh, it's four. Okay. I got four still. Okay, Rams minus four. That's good. The Chargers are minus three and a half, I think. So you got to take minus three. Got to buy them the half a point. Is that true, Tommy? Are they three and a half? It's three. Oh, it's okay. three. So, yeah. oh, great. Even yeah. better. I save money and go buy like a little, you know, uh, beer or soda pop or whatever. San Fran 49ers minus two. Are that is that correct? Minus two, right? Two and a half. Yeah, the 49ers are minus two and a half. So you take you 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 buy the half a point and you go minus yeah. two. So yeah. if you take San Fran minus two if you buy the points, LA Chargers minus the three, Rams minus four, KC minus seven, you add in the overs of those games and you have a break the bank 18 parlay of Barry D here. And again, we don't the disclaimer of old men and sweats with our Costanza cash is you can either take the old men and sweats picks. Or you can go opposite and completely go against us and do George Costanza's cash. And, you know, and please let us know. You can email us. I mean, you can call us if you want on the telephone. If you, we maybe we'll give our phone numbers out and you can leave us nasty voicemails about how it didn't work either way. But that's not true because it will work one way or the other. And we've proven that week after week. But we would love to hear from you. And, you know, you could sign up for our newsletter on our website and, and let us know how we're doing. And we hope that we can make you some money and, and you know, enhance your life in some way. I think it's great, buddy. I think uh, like, so I got bounce back Thursday. I you love your bounce 18, backs. You, you got the, what is your, it's an 18 what parlay? What do you call it? The 18? Big bank. Break the big bank. Break the it's big back, bank. It's, okay, it's like back that. up the Brinks truck. I like Beep. Beep, like beep. Remember when I we lived in California in LA, and anytime I saw a Brinks truck, I left the store. Remember, I told yeah, you that you left the store, but you also used to say that sometimes you drive behind the trucks as they're going yes. down the street because a bag yes. might fall out the yes. back. I love, I mean, maybe the Brinks company would like to sponsor Costanza Cash, and I'm not meaning anything negative about when they would come into the bank or the stores, but I just thought it was safer. I think I got paranoid after watching the movie Heat with Val Kilmer yeah. and, 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 and Al Pacino and those guys. I just got nervous about banks and, and the Brinks trucks. So I would just be in a bank or a, or a store, and I would see the guy come in. You remember the movie The Town? Yeah. The Town? Remember uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Southies, the, Bo- the Boston Southies? Yeah, the they Southies, would take off yeah. those... Uh, they would rob those uh, the the Brinks. They would rob the armored cars, right? Yeah, it was it was uh, Ben Affleck in that? Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. Yeah, oh, I like Jeremy Renner. Affleck great. doesn't have to do too much acting in those 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 Southie yeah, stories. That, guy, that guy's just like I mean. He, but I I I I remember I'd be in the bank 
and I'd be in the line and I see the guy come in and the lady go, can I help you? And I go, no. And I, I'd go, I'd walk away and I walk out. But then you're right on the freeway. I would drive behind them. Cause I thought maybe, maybe something's going to happen and maybe something's going to fall out. And back in the day, they didn't have the cameras they have now. And I probably could have taken a bag, but nothing ever happened like that. So anyway, we would love to get a phone call from the Brinks company if you would it's like to sponsor Costanza. But they still Cash. probably had those uh, dye packs in the bag. You would open up the bag and it would have exploded. Yeah, that's true. They probably too. had the dye packs back back 20, 30 years ago, right? I think they. I think that came after. I think that came a little later. I think they had that thing in so the in the. When, is, so what you're saying is, with no cameras and no dye packs in the bag, if a bag of money fell off the back of a Brinks truck, you could have just picked it up, and no one would have been the worse. Well, it's an old school. If you think about that happening, what they used to say as a kid, finders, keepers, loser, what you're counting on there are the worst Brinks truck drivers ever (laughs) because you're counting on them. Not, not, you know, forgetting to just shut the back door. (laughs) It's the kind of truck. Yeah. That's not so out of the realm of possibility because I'll bet you that's happened. Sure. I bet you one of the guys forgot to shut the door, and he's driving, and bags of money are just falling out the back of the truck. Sure. And you know, now you never know. Like these guys may be in the in the cab, and he may be listening to our podcast as he's doing his job. And you know, because everything's so like everybody's got to do everything every minute. He's on Instagram, and he's on our our post. He's on there, our reel. He's on our podcast. There's one. There's one you know what he forgets. I remember this happened about 20 or 30 years ago. I remember reading in the L.A. Times 30 years ago, there was a Brinks truck driver that he stole. He pulled a job. He was he was he was driving the Brinks truck. They found his truck on the side of the road empty. Right. And this driver had disappeared like he disappeared. And so then as they were investigating him, this driver must have planned that heist for years because he had had no friends he had no like there was no um there was no connection to him they never found the money they never found the driver so he must have planned it in a way that he just left the country he must have left the country with under an assumed name they never caught him beautiful and i don't know i don't know why they never made a movie out of it or anything like that but he like it was the one brinks driver who just got away he just he planned it. They found this truck on the side of the road in a wooded area. It was empty, no money in it. The driver was gone, no body, no money. Oh, ever. that was in Rochester, New York. That's what I'm saying, in Rochester. Yeah. Well, yeah. if they found the guy, they could do a movie, but then he'd be in jail. So, you know, they could do they get the story, full story from him into a, you know, well, yeah, I a mean, biopic. It, it, there had to be some kind of a documentary where all of his coworkers were saying, "Listen, we never really got to know the guy. He was always kept to himself." Or I, know, I saw, never- I saw, I saw that, but I only saw it on that terrible show, Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, <laughs> I saw that. It was terrible. So let's get into um, final sweaty thoughts. Do you have any final sweaty thoughts, Tommy T? No, well, listen, buddy, I'm happy that um, I got a clean bill of health from my cardiologist. Oh, by the way, my, my heart doctor is a, is an Italian guy, Dr. Benamento. So it's mm. good. If, if you're going to go to a heart doctor, it's good you go to an Italian because they always got heart problems. Yeah, because he eats the sausage and peppers and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. He knows you. He's, yeah. he's connected to yeah. you. So, so that's good. The only sweaty final sweaty thought I have is I just got my AARP card in the mail. That's great. And... um. And I don't know. It says real possibilities. Real possibilities. So AARP wants to wants to give me the card. I guess it's free, 
And then I have to just get involved in real possibilities with them. So I'd like them to know if they would like to contact us, I'm willing to, to explore the real possibilities. Old men and sweats are willing to explore and maybe, you know, work with them and try to make people aware of the advantages of being an older person in a younger world in the fast times that we live. So I'm really, I, I actually like that motto. I love that line, real possibilities. I love that. And I think yeah, that's a great, a great catch line. Well, and, I, and think that, I think that the possibilities that. in life start at 60. I think that there's nothing wrong with turning 60 and looking at the rest of your life is, is, is all the possibilities are still available to you. I like that. I think that's a good way yeah, to end this. That's, that's a, a good, good way, way to end this. this. So, so right. that's it. So that's right, it for buddy. now, sweaties. Remember to follow us on our social media and our podcast platforms, and especially go to YouTube and start following us. And please go follow our brothers at Boot Crew Media as they go fishing for some uh, crawfish. And, no, and, and he said, he said, what kind of fish? Redfish? What, the, what did he say? They hunt. What are they? What are they they it's hunt, a bottom they feeder, isn't it? The redfish. I don't know. But I don't anyway, like but anyway, we, we thank you for listening. Thank, right, thank you for watching. Job, I'm and, glad you're and, feeling and, better. And, and, and remember, all you people out there, all you people in New Orleans, and all you people all over the country and all over the world, remember the one thing about old men and sweats. And don't always remember this: we won't try harder next time. So, so don't even ask. Don't even ask. Okay. All right, everybody, stay sweaty, Las Vegas. That's right, our buddy. show. Take care, buddy. everybody. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Can you hear me? I got a, uh, I got a new a recording right now. I wanted to make sure. Wait. Three, two, one. Can you hear me? Yeah, everybody. Uh, that's the And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah.